This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. We're confident that people will be able to hail a ride through this new transportation network service by the end of the year. All right, that was NDP MLA Bowen Ma speaking yesterday, talking about the latest timeline for when people can expect to get ride-hailing in B.C. From September 3rd, companies will be able to apply to provide the service. And Bowen Ma said yesterday as well that the new regulations will require transportation network companies to pay a $5,000 annual license fee. And there will also be a 30-cent charge per ride on vehicles that don't have access for people with disabilities and for passengers with mobility issues. Uh, I don't think anyone takes issue with those uh, requirements that were announced, uh, that were clarified yesterday. Uh, We did hear from a spokesperson for the ride-hailing company Lyft uh, that uh, the regulations announced by the BC government could result in a lesser version of the service. And uh, that has to do with class, uh, the licensing uh, class. Uh, Keith Baldry was covering uh, this story as well. Uh, Take a listen to this. The big changes, the big rules come in the fall. That's setting boundaries, fares, fleet sizes and the like. But to get started, some little changes had to occur. So here's some of the rules that were announced. First of all, uh, no surprise here. Drivers, Uber drivers have to undergo criminal record checks and driving record checks. Uh, You don't have to have a spotless driving record, but you can have up to four uh, driving, no more than four driving infractions in which you occur points over a two-year period. So not spotless, but not certainly not uh, too bad as well. Also, as expected, a 30 cent per trip fee will be applied, not paid for by the passengers, but by the company to fund accessibility improvements to uh, vehicles uh, in ride-hailing uh, companies. And ICBC is still something to be worked out, but it will be based on kilometers driven by uh, that vehicle or that and that driver. So some of the changes announced today, one of the ones that was reaffirmed, though, was the need for drivers to have a class four license. All right, let's bring in Peter Millibar. He is a BC Liberals MLA. He was also on the all-party ride-sharing committee that made a number of recommendations to the Transportation Ministry. Peter Millibar, thank you so much for being with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so it seems that people are, are okay with what's been announced so far. We are still waiting for more details. But the one big issue is this idea of a Class 4 license. And even the committee that you were on uh, suggested that Class 5 would uh, be enough. So what do you say to the fact that it appears this uh, Class 4 is non-negotiable? Well, I, I guess not a surprise. Uh, it was very disappointing. The minister dismissed uh, that recommendation almost immediately. I, I don't think the report had even been released yet, and she was already basically saying uh, that's a no-go. Uh, and, you know, the committee, we looked uh, very long and hard at this. Where there was a lot of debate. We asked for more information from ICBC about accident rates with Class 4 and Class 5, and there was a lot of reasons why we opted to recommend Class 5. Um, you know, the reality is there was not a big safety difference when you look at passenger car uh uh, accident rates with class four drivers versus uh, class five. When you look at uh, the requirements for class four and how long it can take, how expensive it is to try to get a class four, as well as uh, the medical checks that are required, uh, regular medical checks. Uh, so let's clog up our healthcare system even more uh, by getting drivers to go in and have to start paying money to doctors to get more firms filled out on a regular basis and, and wait several months to get that done as well. It's cumbersome. It's a, it's a 1950s style of licensing that does not fit a 2020 uh, um, app-based uh, transportation network. 
Uh, Lyft has already said that uh, they're not sure they'll even apply because they don't work in any jurisdiction where a class four is required. Uh, There are other places in in Canada, I believe, that had class four or in the process of changing it. Uh, I guess, can we look at this that at least we're moving forward on this and at least we might get ride hailing in BC and maybe then down the road we can lobby or try and get the class four removed? Well, uh, you know, I don't think we'll actually see uh, a true ride-hailing with, with what this government is doing. Um, they have not. Um, they're clinging to try to uh, stay to a 1950s-style uh, regulatory system uh, instead of modernizing the taxi regulations and, and modernizing uh, with the ride-hailing at the same time. Um, they're trying to make uh, the ride-hailing app uh, fit into that 50s box. Uh, the fact there was no clarity yesterday about boundaries uh, or fleet size um, should be very concerning to people. Uh, this sounds like the government is planning on essentially putting a few more taxis out on the road and calling it a day. Uh, it's not good enough. It's part of a, a transportation continuum that's needed um, in all parts of the province. Kelowna, Kamloops, uh, Prince George, even smaller centres are all asking for something like this. Um, and uh, what we've seen from the government to this point uh, is not going to achieve that. Uh, There was a a bit of clarification yesterday as well on the insurance model in that ICBC will be rolling that out and it is going to be based on a kilometer uh, priced uh, system. Uh, Did the committee look at that? Because I think that's what's confusing to a lot of people as well, that if you become a driver for either Lyft or Uber or if there's another company, your insurance then it clicks in whenever you're working for the company when when you turn the app on and you're giving someone a ride but you're not paying that rate of insurance when you're not did the committee look at that because there seems to be still a lot of questions on how that would even work we we didn't take too too big of a look at that um you know it wasn't really in our mandate but it's an insurance product that exists out there and so icbc my understanding was even back in 17 uh, could have been ready to roll out with this so it's uh, yet another delay from the government uh the key point to this is and i think it's been lost in all of this is that uh, the taxi industry themselves, uh, let's remember, the minister had a review going with the taxi industry. Our committee was formed and was told expressly not to talk to engage with the taxi industry um, because that was going to be dealt with separate and independent. We've seen zero modernization uh, coming forward from this government uh, towards the taxi industry as well. And, and that should be concerning. Uh, we're not sure if they will have access to that same insurance product so that when they have more of their fleet parked through uh, the weekdays waiting for those uh, weekend bar rushes and concert rushes, um, that it's affordable for them to have a car parked and not be paying the same insurance rates that they're currently paying. Um, So we're not seeing relief uh, towards the taxi industry in terms of uh, trying to keep them competitive with the the new technologies that are coming on board. We're not seeing uh, the government embracing the new technology and zero um, real detail um, around boundaries and and numbers. And that's critical to to the ride-hailing apps and, and how they operate. Uh, boundaries being that if they open up to ride hailing to allow you can pick up and drop off wherever then why not just open that up to the taxi industry which for a, a lot from what we hear anecdotally a lot of uh, taxis are doing that and it's uh, it's one of the uh, don't talk about it we know it's not supposed to be happening but it is happening anyway simply because there's a need for it uh, so so is your concern that there will be the similar boundary rules for ride hailing that there currently are for taxis 
Well, absolutely, and and that's what we don't know. I mean, for the minister to say that in six weeks' time, uh, the Passenger Transportation Board will have all these answers for us, apparently, um, and then two weeks after that, you can get your insurance and away you go. I mean, look how long it's taken the Passenger Transportation Board to approve the 500 cabs that were approved uh, uh, for Vancouver over the last uh, couple of years. I think they're still working through the list of 500. Um, and so how does anyone reasonably expect that these uh, these companies and their drivers are going to be licensed through the PTB in a two-week time frame uh, between September 3rd and September 16th when the insurance is suddenly available? Uh, let alone, it takes about two months to get a Class 4 license. Uh, you then need to go in and get your, your medical renewals every couple of years. Um, this, this is causing nothing but delay in costs. And, and a hindrance to people that are trying to drive a passenger. How am I safe driving a passenger car with a Class 5 uh, and with passengers in it? And the second uh, I turn on my Uber app, I'm suddenly unsafe unless I have a Class 4. It, it totally does not uh, stand up to any scrutiny whatsoever. Uh, would you say it's uh, what many have suggested, uh, this is simply the government doing what the taxi industry to placate the tra- taxi industry? I, I think, uh, frankly, with, with the government we have, this is the government uh, doing uh, what the NDP knows best, and that is uh, the government knows best, and uh, the government shall oversee and, and have their fingers in every aspect of things. And that's exactly what we're seeing delivered with this ride-hailing uh, rollout yesterday. Uh, again, the fact that there was almost no detail makes you wonder what, what, what exactly were they announcing. The minister has said all along that she feels September is the date, I would have assumed yesterday she would have had uh, some direction for, for the public and for these companies to know what boundaries were going to be in place, to know what fleet size they would be able to ramp up and start trying to hire for. Um, no one knows any of those answers yet. Um, and, and so what was yesterday's announcement about? All right, uh, we'll leave it there. I want to get to some calls from our listeners. Peter Millibar, thanks for joining us today. I appreciate it. Great, thank you. All right, Peter Millibar is a BC Liberal MLA. He was on the all-party committee that looked at ride-sharing.